Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan. again to Armagh Eyes, the Eye on the Ball sports podcast. This is your host Elaine Ingram. For this episode I took a run up to Madden to meet the chairman of Armagh Road Bowls Association, Chris Mallon. Chris also happens to be the father of Kelly Mallon, who of course is a well-known name in Armagh. Kelly is the eight-time All-Ireland Road Bowling Champion, but she's probably better known as the captain of Armagh Ladies. Um, she's also Armagh Harps Club player and the captain of Madden Camogie Club. So she's a busy lady to say the very least. I came up to Madden to speak to Chris about bowling and he gave me a history of Armagh's involvement in the sport and a very, very interesting one at that. As I left the house, though, things took a rather surreal turn. Um, first of all, Kelly Mallon was um, outside her garage on a rowing machine um, three neighbourhood goats were running riot in the garden where um, a small robot was mowing the grass. Kelly gave me an impromptu lesson on how to throw a bullet, rather unsuccessfully I might add. Then she showed me how it was really done. Um, the bizarre few minutes finished with Chris rummaging in the grass for the bullet, which happened to be, he told me afterwards, the one that was used for when Kelly won her last All-Ireland Championship. So I really wouldn't want to be responsible for losing that. Anyway, happily it was found. Um, I caught up with Kelly a couple of days later and um, we'll talk more about that in a bit. But first of all, let's hear from Chris, who told us all about the game of road bowls in Armagh. So, Chris, um, it's really nice to meet you. Um, Armagh and Cork seem to be the places in Ireland where road bowls is the most popular. Yes, Ar- Armagh and Cork would be the, the two biggest counties. Now, there is some, there's some bowling goes on in, in Westport, in Mayo, and there's some in Drogheda, and there's also some in Waterford. But they'll be all of a novice, They'd be all novice heaps now. All the the higher standard is with the Armagh and Cork, with all your uh, senior throwers would be all coming from Armagh and Cork, and it's it's an old, it's a na- very ancient sport. Road bowling. It's an Irish, it's an oh, Irish it sport. It, it is, started yeah. in Ireland. Oh, it did, yeah. Well, there, there's a lot of conflicting stories about how it started or how it got here, you know, but. It's basically most of the people and most of the historians would tell you that it originated from the, the flax mills and the ones that was out working in the flax mills and the scotch mills um, and they were out on dinner time and at break times and they would throw possibly even at the start, possibly even before uh, this got such a thing as a road bowl, they might have been just throwing a stone up the road and there is some um, history that 
at one time they probably just did use a stone but in later years it was always a steel ball yeah and the competition ball is 28 ounces that's a that's the right weight now for for a senior or for you know for any adult thrower the the course itself does that is that a set length as well for a competition yes or? the course is a, a set a set section of a road and you have a starting line and then you have a finish line and the object of the uh, the person that wants to win is to cover the course in as least amount of shots as they can and whoever covers in the least amount of shots wins it's i often said is a, a lot of similar t- in the rules of maybe golf only golf's a lot more complicated i suppose but a lot of the ways you know it's whoever can get there in the least amount of shots or like a sort of a puck father type thing yes it's it's a, t- a puck father type thing whereas you throw your your bullet up the road in armagh we're used to calling bullets and um you start off and the two throwers will start most of the time it's one person throwing an ass sometimes you might have a partner score if it's only a challenge score but in competitions it's always just the two and you just start off at the start line and you continue on on the course and whoever can cover the course in the least amount of shots is a winner in championship now we would have the with all championship scores we have a referee to make sure that all your throwers are sticking to your proper butts the butts is what is called the mark on the road that's where the your shot finishes you throw your first shot and then you walk up and it's marked right. the chalk and usually grass and they continue on obviously the referee keeps them under control that they don't maybe lift their grass and walk up the road a wee bit or run on by their butt so it keeps everything legal and good and whoever gets to the end line and the least amount of shots is the winner and yeah so it's a, but it's a really old tradition around here you know our, the proper good road boats course will have a, a combination of rising ground a, maybe a bit of falling ground here and there a couple of good corners for you not you don't want it all too straight you want a nice course that uh, will be challenging for whatever thrower is has to to play you know there's a there's a lot of skill involved in playing a bowl you can you can spin a bowl to the right or you can spin it to the left to suit going around whatever type of corner you're going around. Yeah. So, so kind of like snooker or something like that. So people yeah. who would be good at golf or snooker. Is a fair amount of physical fitness needed? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Uh, you know, how is this a young man's game? I mean, is it well, and woman's? It's it's not necessarily, no. But, you know, it, you wouldn't need to be as fit to play road bowls as you would be, obviously, to play like Gaelic football or a hole or a or nothing but certainly fitness levels have changed the game a wee bit now where you see a lot more of the younger and more sportier types thrown yeah and the definitely you know you can definitely see a rise in the standards as well you know but you do have um somebody um who is holding holds the record for um the least amount of shots is 22 he's from Armagh Oh, Is, yeah. does that record still stand? That's an old. That's a very old. That's a, a, a McVeigh. Yeah. Joe McVeigh out in the on the Napa course, the old Napa yes, course. Yes, I was reading about that. Yeah. yeah. 
And that that's that's a long, long time. That's even before Bowl coming. It was in the nineteen fifties. Yeah, he was, too, he was he was big around then. Yeah, he would have been. Yeah. But does his record still stand? his record still stands out that road? But a lot of the time they wouldn't have through that course. It may be a different course at times. Yeah. There's a, there's a long there's a couple of different courses on the Napa Road, but he done the twenty two shots from from Napa Cross Road till yeah where, where it marks the place where he went in twenty two shots. And that that's a that's a long time ago that happened now. Yeah. That's before the governing bodies and things of, of Bold Common started, which the first All Ireland final senior was in nineteen sixty three and it was a player from Armagh called Danny McParn and a mountain card Derry Kenny. And it took place at at the My uh, road there on the, it would have been the old My Road them days. It's now the Drum Cairn Road. But there's a, also a plaque there to mark the first All Ireland final. It's it, it was made. It was done there a few years back for the fiftieth anniversary, and there's a plaque on the on the bridge, marking the spot where the first All Ireland took place in 1963. And it's 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 popular now. It, it's probably more popular now in Cork. Is it? Is there a bigger? Well, more there's players? a bigger Cork has a, a lot more players than Armagh. Obviously, Cork's a lot bigger well, just county. Just a bigger county, yeah. But the would have more clubs. We have ten clubs in Armagh. We have nine in Armagh, one in Tyrone, which is Haglish. And there could be upwards, and uh, there was over a hundred clubs in, in Cork at one time. But it's maybe back till down round about the ninety, I think now. But there's a lot of clubs in Cork, and West Cork especially is a very big bowling area. And they love their bowls in Cork. Yeah. So, and why why do you think it is that it's so popular around here? Is this does it go through families? Do you think is it a generational thing? It would be. Yes. It it, it definitely a lot of there's a lot of bowling families, and if you look back through the history of of, of bowls, the, the big some of the big families in Armagh would be the tolls. You've heard probably of Michael Toll. And Pater Toll, yeah. They were the two that I was... Um, that yeah. They were well, very successful. Michael um, Toll has 10 senior All-Ireland titles. And Michael's father, Aidan Toll, was a great bowler as well. He, he threw in the uh, senior and, and won the veterans. Um, and all the Toll family all are involved in, in bowls. And Thomas Michael would be one of the, the top throwers at the minute. Is a son of Rushing Toll, who is Mickey Toll's sister. So it's you know that's so a whole lot of family a, thing a, a there, family you know? thing, yeah. And you know you have names like uh, you have the Lappins and Katie, Denny Lappin and his sons are some great throwers, and it's all come down through the years. You've. Uh, the Kiernan family in Madden here would have four, maybe five All-Ireland champions. And, you know, it started off here in Ireland and um, both it's popular in America the and and in places like Italy and Germany. Yes, yeah, so there's... there's is, it, um, is it the Irish diaspora? Not, not really, no, no. Uh, the, the European thing would be a different... There's a... Like, we have a... European Championships every four years in bowling now and it's it's a combination of three different games it's a combination of Irish road bowling is that's what it's called when we go out there Irish road bowling and then we have Dutch moors 
and you have the German Lofton. And it's like a triathlon, I suppose, if I wonder about the word. Are they the very three. different, the, th- the three disciplines? Oh, they're, they're, they're different, yes. The, loft, the German Lofton is all about how far you can lift a bullet in the air and it's only measured to where it hits the ground. Now, the Dutch mirror bowls is just through on grass instead of on the road. That's a very similar game to the road bowl, only it's through with a wooden bowl with with heavy, with wee bits of lead into it to put weight into it uh, but it's generally more more or less wooden and it's it's a very similar game like to than what is uh, the Irish road bowling game and the Dutch have got very good at the, the road bowls especially the women the the ladies uh, have come on leaps and bounds a number of years and will be very strong in Holland so if you were in a competition, like a European competition, do you have to do each of the disciplines? Yes, you take, you take part in the three different disciplines. So it's kind of like tennis playing on hard courts and playing on clay. In France, they play on clay. and Yeah, yeah it would be, I suppose. Um, it's it's very... Um, it's uh, the, the Lofton, now the Germans are the, the masters of the Lofton, and they, and they would generally run off a, like a big plank nearly, you know, and they would run up it and they would loft a bowl that would be maybe four or five foot in the air when they get rid of it and they land then on the grass and they all say cork throwers can be very good at the lofting as well some some great lofters in cork and it is a part of the more a part of the cork game they would be more inclined to loft a bowl over a corner if they were throwing a, sh- a, a score at a sharp corner sometimes you'd see the armad throwers will do it as well but it was generally more a, a cork speciality. And, w- and what is the speciality for Armagh then? Well, the Armagh throwers were, were better renowned for being fit to play round corners with working the the pull or spin on a bowl and maybe taking the, the speed off it and getting, judging it better, you know, with the less speed to, to let the rope toe in the bowl. And they would be more renowned for doing things they got as opposed to the cork thrower just lifts them. You see, the two different styles. A cork player hinches a bullet, which means his arm makes a whole 360 degree turn before anything, where arm throws underhand, okay. where they just go back like this here. Right. So, it's a so would different style. sections of the course then suit different um, players? It may do, depending yes, on times, their skills. Yeah. yeah. Now I couldn't. I have to say now when I came into, I'm I'm here in your house and I walked in the door and the whole place is just covered in medals and trophies and everything else. Um, and you were saying they're your daughters. So can you just explain a bit about that to our listeners? Yes, my daughter is uh, Kelly Mullen, who would who would be the most um, decorated lady bowler in Ireland at the minute. She has just broken. Greta Cormigan's long-standing record of seven All-Irelands. She now is eight. She won it back in Tully Sarn there um, two years ago, which made her the the most successful lady bowler. She has eight, eight All-Ireland senior titles. She has a European title, and she has seven Queen of the Roads, which is uh, that international competition which takes place every September down in, in Cork, in Ballincorrick. And uh, they, the Germans and the Dutch come over and play the the road bowls at it as well. 
That's fantastic. That really is. Has, has bowling ever, have you ever tried to um, get it into the Olympics or anything like that? Has it ever been uh, attempted to? No, it has never, it has never, we never got that far with it. At the minute, we're in in the, trying to, to see can we get it recognised as a sport in the north here. It's still not part of sport NAs. Um, get is, is there any reason for that? Like, because it sounds like there's, it's very popular. So well, you would it's, think. It's very is it is it because maybe it's only like, you know, all the counties aren't really it's in, involved in it. It's probably just because it's a, a minority sport. You know, not that many people know. If you go out of Armagh, and go to outside this the actual eight or ten mile of a radius of Armagh City, people probably wouldn't even have tell of road bowls you know it's just, it's just well I yeah things. personally I'd, I'd I'd heard I'd heard of it but I'd actually have never really seen it um I, I think I was in Italy or something and I did see them on on the road and I was it was it's quite fascinating yeah the, the the played up in northern Italy mostly the European championships was out there a few years back in Pizarro and it was a lovely part of the world and a great a great place to be in it was great um the Irish team done very well and the the one there's there's both competitions there's there's individual competitions and there's team competitions and we had a very successful European Championships out there in Italy. The last time the European Championships took place was in Holland. It was actually cancelled this year. It was we were due to go to Germany in May and it was cancelled because of the coronavirus. Yeah, and the coronavirus, um, you know, obviously that has had you know a big effect on all sports in terms of yourselves did you like you would think that because it's an outdoor event that maybe you know it, it wouldn't be as badly affected as and because it's singular you know there's only two people on the road at the one time that you would think it's not like a contact sport no. but it was still obviously it was still affected i suppose you could kind of say yes, the same well, for golf we we had to we had to cancel all bowling for a number of weeks as you know you couldn't meet other people even outside for a while there and so we couldn't let a crowd congregate the throw so we had to put a stop to them for a while so we gradually got them back with small numbers and our first first phase of getting scores back was just our own club members and no more than when when the executive up here um, the government put their their leash in the, the thing a wee bit when we could let 10 people go out and throw, we allowed 10 to go out and throw a score. But we couldn't let any more than 10 go to it. Would you normally have a lot of spectators on the road while, well, while it's have, on? You could have, yeah. You could have four or five hundred at a score if it is a good, you know, a, uh, one of the top throwers, two of the top throwers throwing, it could, you could have four or five hundred. Are there any competitions coming up now? What's the next competition that's coming up? The next, the competitions are running at the minute. All the Ulster Championships are going at the minute. So a lot of novice on Junior C, Junior B. The novice All-Irelands are due to take place, hopefully, in September in Westport, in the 14th, 15th of September. So we're, we're busy trying to get our Ulster Champions ready to go to Yeah, Westport. I mean, has it all been affected by this? I mean, is your season shortened or anything like oh, that? Oh, it has been affected. Surely we should have had... We should have had our All Ireland finals in Cork, and our All Ireland finals in Armagh already through. They have both been postponed. Yeah. Your All Ireland f- and all your big, uh, all the big competitions are t- 
they all take place in the summertime. Yeah, that's why so, I was wondering because yeah, because obviously our summer the summer's nearly over now. Yeah. And, um, although September we can have nice weather. We in September, can, and October. we can have a lot of rain. We day, have a lot of rain, especially in October. We just have to go on ahead with the rain. Yeah. Would you think that might give the Irish an advantage because you're probably used to practicing in rain? Well, it's hard in overtimes. You know, um, look at the rain. The rain can be uh, as bad sometimes. You know, because you end up with. Uh, a big puddle on the side of the road somewhere and it could be on the road to play or you might have to you know try and work away that you take a different shot that, that maybe doesn't suit you because of the, the water lying on the road and um what would the age demographic would you say be for um in our man now for the bowlers is it is it is it are are the younger players coming through or is it this is, is the sport you know dying out in any way or is it just as popular as, as ever no, I don't think it's dying out at all. No, it, we have under age from from t- under twelve in boys till the senior grade. You've under twelve, under fourteen, under sixteen, under eighteen. You've novice one, novice two, junior A, junior B, junior C, intermediate, and senior in the male grade. Yeah. In ladies' grade, you've under sixteen, under eighteen, intermediate, and senior. And we have all numbers in in all them grades, and we have a lot. We have introduced there an under fourteen Ulster for under fourteen girls because we had a lot of numbers at that age, a lot of girls in that age interested. So we took an Ulster championship in for it, and it was a great success. And um, we have. Recently, I've been trying to go around schools. People that maybe are not so much maybe used to the game of bowling or know the game of bowling. As I said earlier about it's a family thing a lot of the time. Are you happy enough having it where it is? If, if there's counties anywhere that would like to take up bowling, we would we would love to. We would do all we could to help them and try and get them started up. Surely, we recently had a... A club started up in Dublin. I'm, fr- I'm actually from Dublin. Um, yeah, I was trying to think where would be good rural areas around Dublin that you could ha- you could actually do it. Well, there was a there's a road out around a bit around a bit Black Rock somewhere. Oh, that's where I'm from. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you are. Now. I must watch out for it the next yeah, time I'm down. Well, there yeah. is actually a road started. Or, or the chairman in Cork would have had a lot of uh, Michael Brennan. He would have a fair involvement and, and was um, involved in getting it going there. There's obviously a few Cork men working around Dublin and things they got, and a few Dublin fellas, and they they throw there on a Saturday and a Sunday. Wow, that's that's interesting. I recently had had a, some inquiry now. It hasn't gone any further, but somebody from County Down had been in, inquiring about bowling, but I haven't gotten really talking to them right yet. But they had, you do get inquiries every now and again, and you might get somebody looking at you to come to. A festival or something, and give a, an illustration of yeah. some of the, they've heard it, and some of the programs that the BBC has done there, and other, on other um, stations, you know, has give a good interest in road bowling. You know, people see it on the television there, and they say, "God, that looks good." You know. Yeah, it, yeah, it really does. It looks yeah. really. Yeah, it uh, it's a great sport. You know, when you if you. And all you need is a road. All you need is a road and two throwers. You know, I could show you there. There's the calendar. Yeah. That, Dominic Morgan and and um, Pat O'Hagan, who was who was our secretary, it was put together 
for the 50th anniversary. Now that's the crowd there, the front of that there is the crowd at Michael Toll's 10th All-Ireland win. Do you know what that looks like, a car rally, the amount of people yeah. that are there? Now, that was in Tassa, and that's that's the start of the score when Michael Toll won his 10th All-Ireland. Right. Which was a historic day, and you know, that's just all different All-Ireland champions down through the years. There's some of the girls there. That's Kelly Mullen here, and this is uh, Dervla Toll, who would be the next most successful in Armagh to Kelly. Wow, it looks very athletic. It's not something you'd actually think about. You know, you'd think you'd have to actually see it in action, but they yeah. look very athletic. Well, they're, 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 there's a lot of them take it very serious, you know, and, and they put a lot of effort into it. Um, Thomas Michael there, 118, 2009, 2007, and he won the senior All-Ireland. He has four. He has also four um, King of the Roads, which is the same competition yeah. for the men as... That's a fantastic picture. That is in Dernasafa, on the Dernasafa Road in, um, at the All-Ireland Final, Kelly Mullen and Carmel Ryan. Right. And that's her grandfather there. That would be my father-in-law. Wow, that's fantastic. He's passed away this month. Passed away now, but uh, it's a great photo. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of faces in that. That's brilliant. How long have you been involved yourself? Well, I I was, I suppose I, I threw bullets from as a child. And where did sorry, I, sorry to interrupt you there. I'm just wondering where does the term bullets actually come from? Do you know? God, I'm I'm hundred percent sure to be honest. With and you. Is, it's, it's just, just an Armagh thing. It's just an Armagh. You see. There's also a, there's a story always went about about the the army, probably yeah, the British army in them days, and that they said that the first bowls was actually a cannonball, okay. a small cannonball, okay. and the army was messing about and they started throwing them up the road. That's another sort of a theory about how how the term bullets how the term bullets, but it may be something to do with how bullets started, but there is a theory that that was one of the ways that, that the road bowling did start. Well, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting this, yeah. one too, yes. But uh, <laughs> we're not so sure. I think uh, where we usually normally go with the, the flax mills more so. This is a general, general run of most of the yeah. men that they would know better about it. than. Yeah. And how long did you say you've been? Well, I've, I've been involved with bullets all my life, but I, um, I never was a... At the standard of any of the, the, the people that you'd see in these pictures here or anything, I just I always loved the sport, just to go out for a, a bit of crack in the evening time there. we That's the, the road, modern road we live, that's the Fernley Road there that you come up, that's the road we bowl on here. The All-Irelands was here uh, a few years back there in 2016, and that was uh, the modern road here. That was the first time they ever hosted but. Madden's one of the older clubs in the association, you know, they were going 50 years at that time and we got the bullets here because it was the 50th anniversary of the club. Yeah. And it was a great success. Uh, this, this was always well known as a, a great bowling area, you know, and, and for there's history of bullets here for 100 years. Yeah. Uh, way back in the early days, there would have been bullets here when... Or you see, wouldn't have been allowing gatherings and things like that. They used to come out early in the morning. They'd come out on a Sunday morning. The, the town men, as they were called, and they'd come out on the bikes. 
under the true score, maybe in the modern road here, maybe at seven o'clock in the morning, and got to the breakfast in some of the fellas' houses, and then went to mass in modern here, and then took the bikes and back in the road again early and good before they'd be seen. Nice. So a gathering wasn't allowed in them days, and right. things like that. That's what they they done. You know, they had the bullets very early. Yeah. In the morning to try and get them to score through. There'd been a score arranged, and. John Robbery would have been another big name out here them days. You were talking about the, the days of Joe McVeigh, the Red Joe McVeigh, as he was known. And John Robbery would have been the big name out here them days. Yeah. He would be, he'd be my father's brother-in-law, he'd be my uncle by, by marriage. Yeah. And he would have been the, the, the biggest name in them days around here, you know. Some of the Armagh men would have come out maybe to challenge him for maybe a few pound. And then the All-Ireland started in 1963 and the Bold Common was set up. Bold Common in Cork had been going from 54, I think. And then Bold Common set up in a Bold Common Northern Branch set up in 63. And the first All-Ireland final was arranged between, as I say, Danny and Derry Kenny. And the rest, as I say, is history. Yeah. There's now 16 All-Irelands for the truth for every year. Wow. Well, long may it continue. Yeah, it's 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 great, and it's great, and you know, you can see before, unfortunately, before the the coronavirus came in there, we were running nights in Sherry's Field there, and with great numbers, with sixty, seventy children coming to practice on the lights in good, safe uh, scenario on the on the three G pitch. Yeah. And it was great to see them. You know, them had to stop it all because of yeah. Uh, virus you know and we never really got it you don't know how much to, to get going again at the minute I know it's all up in the air yeah it's it? very but very up in the air so we don't even know will we ever get we have a date set for the All Irelands in Cork which will take place on the 24th 25th of October and we have dates for the All Irelands up here for the 14th 15th of November I'm sure we don't know if yeah well I mean no, get, nobody knows nobody I knows suppose no. we can only just hope for the best that's all you can do yeah but no it's a great sport and yeah I'm as tempted, I say I'm I, tempted I, to I give it a go sometime now oh, I will we'll have to get that arranged yeah <laughs> I, I don't know how good I'd be now but well sure God loves to try you to start somewhere <laughs> um, we had uh, many so one coming here uh, we had different famous people from like with Denise Lewis took her a go at it one time you know the the Olympian and she loved it yeah she threw Kelly out in in um, Tassa one Sunday and, and it was all filmed on TV and it was a good good sport you know it was good crack yeah and she loved it she thought it was a great sport yeah and you um, and Thomas threw on the modern road here before, uh, before the All-Ireland final one of the other Irelands that threw in Martin and you and Thomas was here and, and threw a couple of shots. That's great. Thanks very much for talking to me. No problem. Thank you. As I mentioned earlier, I got to speak to Kelly after the fantastic Armagh Harps um, victory over champions Clan Aaron on Saturday evening. They won out 113 to 17. The goal came from Kelly herself and she had a chance to have another. Um, she had put in a fantastic performance um, and here's what she had to say to me afterwards that was an absolutely brilliant game Kelly it's quite a while since I've seen um, a ladies football game and I forgot how 
thrilling thrilling they are to watch and you must be delighted yourself with that performance absolutely yeah we've been working on that system of play for a while now in training um, we knew how Clanner were going to set up so absolutely delighted that it came off on the day and absolutely delighted with the win yeah and, and your goal you almost had the second goal there laid on as well and you actually looked stronger near the end than you did earlier on yeah. that second half they just couldn't contain you at all yeah, um, Catherine and Furnister was a great save. She got down to the bottom right corner. Um, brilliant save. First goal was handy enough. If I had missed it, I would have been in trouble. <laughs> so, yeah, the girls make it easy for you. Yeah. And fitness levels now, I mean, you know, you were telling me that you, 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 you're you coming back from injury at the moment. But, I mean, you did. You looked good out there. And I know you got a bit of a knock near the end there. But, but you know, you're looking yeah. good in general. Uh, well, I'm nursing a bit of an Achilles injury at the minute. Um, it's flaring up here now, but... You just get through the game and do what you can for the team, I suppose. I've come again next week, so I'll just rest from now to next week and hopefully I'll be able to do the same for them on Saturday or Wednesday. Well, I, that's the thing. I don't know how you do it. The last time we spoke the other night, you were um, teaching me very unsuccessfully, I might add, how to how to throw a bowl. And it was only after I tr- I tried it that I realised it was the one that you threw when you won the your last All Ireland title with, with your dad rummaging for it in the bushes. So, where yeah. do you where do you get the time, and where does bowling fit in with your career in general? Um, that's a good question. I don't know where I get the time. I just, just <laughs> you just have to find time for these things. If you love it enough, you'll always find time to do it. Um, with the camogie and football, that keeps me fit for the the road bowls. Um, so I'd only really start to practice maybe three or four weeks prior to competition. So it's not like a, a full year thing with the road bowls. Whereas the camogie and football, you'd find you'd only have maybe a month or two off season, and the rest is in season. So that keeps me fit. So the so the bowling you would say would be your priority in terms of your sporting, even though you know you came in last year as Arma um, as Arma captain, and you know um, you've, you're you're going from strength to strength by all accounts in all of your sports. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say it's a priority. I wouldn't. I couldn't pick one right now. I never could pick one. I, I love them all. That's the why same. you do them all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't pick one over the other. If I would, if I had something on the Saturday and something on the Sunday, I'd play both. It's, that's always the way it's been with me. Like. Oh God. And your dad obviously is a huge influence on you. You know, he didn't say too much when we were having our conversation, but um, because I think he was just trying to be, you know, a little bit modest. But you could see, and your house is just coming down with your trophies and your medals and everything. Yeah. But um, you're quite unassuming yourself, and um, it's just the way Daddy's <laughs> brought me up, I suppose. Yeah, very modest, all of us. Um, Daddy, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have achieved what I have if it wasn't for him and his interest in the sports. I suppose um, from a young age, I'd started very, very young with him, and I just loved it from then onwards and just stuck at it. Yeah. And um, what about uh, the Armagh captaincy now? I mean, you came into that and flourished. Um, and how did how did you find that? Um, well, I suppose with um, an injury last year, Kevin Morgan, I'd sort of had a wee bit of a feel for captaincy, um, but. It's different. It's there's a lot of there is a lot of um, added things off the pitch that you have to do with captaincy as well. Like so people sort of forget that, but I do love it. Um, I love Armagh, and it's an absolute honour to captain your county at, at any grade or at any sport. Yeah, I mean because you just clearly are such a driven person, and you know you don't have to be you know loud and shouty and everything to to control a team and to like lead. Mm-hmm. You lead by example, anyway. But um, you know, what what do you think qualities do you bring to that role? Um, I'm definitely not a loud person. I'd probably say it's just as you say, they're lead by example, and you know, the girls see that I work hard and that they follow suit as well with that. But at the same time, you know, if you're you're playing a county level, 
you have that drive in you anyway. So um, the girls push me on as much as I push them on. And just a wee word about the men's. I know, um, I don't know, obviously with um, Madden um, knocking in the men's, knocking Bally McNabb out of the championship last week. That yeah. was, a, that was a, a great achievement. Mm-hmm. They're playing, they're actually playing right now. I'd love to know how that's going. I, I thought they were playing tomorrow. They're playing no, right they're now. playing tonight. They're playing Pierce Oates. Oh, I see. Any, any word on how you no, didn't hear I don't anything? Know. I'll find out somewhere or another, but I'm not too sure how yeah. that went. Hopefully, they got through that. Like they've a really good team there and good, like good vibe around camp and the community is a great community. So yeah. And do you find now because you're playing for Armagh Harps, you're not playing for Madden? Does there, does there like any difference at all, or is it just that's just this is your adopted? This is your adopted it club. It is my adopted club now. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, at the start, now it took me a while to rake in with the city girls. Now they're a wee bit lighter than I would be. I'd have more of a voice maybe with the Madden girls, but coming into the last few years, I've definitely found my feet with um, this crowd of girls, and they're definitely my, my second club. Yeah. And when's the but when are you back at the bowls again now? Um, there's competition coming at the end of September, so I probably won't do anything until I see out the club champions. Okay. Well, you know that you don't have any competition in me whatsoever. <laughs> you completely put me to shame out there. <laughs> you weren't that bad. I was that bad. No, I was worse. <laughs> you kept it on the road for a while. <laughs> Ariel, listen, thanks a million, Kelly, and good luck in no the rest. Who do you play next? Uh, we play the winners of Shane O'Neill's and Cross McGlynn. They're playing tonight. Yeah, well, it was, a, great, it was a fantastic win, and I wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Appreciate Kelly, that. Her. Thank you. Cheers. That win set up a meeting between um, Shane O'Neill's in the semi-final on Friday the 28th and it's one to really look forward to. Um, unfortunately, however, uh, we spoke about Madden playing uh, Pierce Oak simultaneously. They lost out in a penalty shootout, uh, the first ever penalty shootout in Armagh. So they made history but were on the wrong end of it. Uh, the sides were 11, level 2-11 to not 17 the two goals came from Madden, but Pierce Oag won 5-3 on penalties in the end. On Sunday, there was a doubleheader in the athletic grounds. Uh, the first was a fantastic match between Mullabon and Cross McGlenn, where Cross ran out comprehensive 4-18 to not 10 victors. That puts them into the semi-final, um, as probably would have been expected anyway. But um, Mullabon had a man sent off uh, for uh, an elbow to the face of Aaron Kernan. Uh, at the end of the first half but I spoke to Cross McGlenn manager Stephen had more to was more concerned about the way Reen O'Neill and Oshin O'Neill had lumps taken out of them during the game and he was not too happy about that so we'll hear what he had to say about that and his reaction to the game Armagh Harps were playing in the second one against Kalevi and Kalevi won that one not 17 to not 9 and that was another comprehensive win for them that puts them into the semi-final as well Anyway, let's hear what Stephen had to say now. I've seen Mullabon playing last year against our, inter- our second team in the Intermediate Championship. I've seen them playing this past couple of years at under 21 level and, and we fully expected them to land today with a, a, a lot of men behind the ball. They didn't really do that there and they took the game to us at the start, which is to our credit. Um, and it, it made for a good opening, sort of, first 15 minutes. Um, but. Having said that, there we wouldn't be happy with our first 15 minutes. We started very slow. It took us a while to get into our into our uh, groove a wee bit, and when we did, we, we did create some good scores. Um, there was a couple of players who were particularly outstanding throughout the game. I thought Chris Crowley and Tony O'Callaghan were were outstanding, and I thought Oshin O'Neill was brilliant from wing half forward. Oshin and Ryan are, are big big men. 
you know, they are. Uh, it's not their fault that they were born over six yeah. foot and, and extremely athletic and elegant and elegant men. Um, um, when they go for go for balls, there's men taking lumps out of them. That maybe if they were taking lumps, the same lumps out of a smaller man, you'd see it because he'd be on the ground. But it doesn't mean to say that those thumps don't hurt, you know. And I I think that they probably could be doing with a wee bit more protection whenever they're out on the field. And they do well. They do well to keep their calm themselves, you know, because like that, it's you know, it's tough when you're getting pounded like that all the time. And they do. Uh, they do, of course. Um, and the only reason why they're getting uh, that sort of treatment is because the opposition want them to retaliate because they're the best. And um, I think they they've matured really well over this past wee while. They've recognised their role within the team, and, and we think that they do need to have a wee bit more. Um, respect paid on the field um, by the officials because um, at the end of the day uh, it, it's not the same whenever it, there's players going in and in our defence you know players get free we would feel the players would get free a wee bit easier than they would get them than we get them up the field so you think because you're across McGlenn no well? no <laughs> not, not going to play that card okay. in cross we prepare for every game and give every game the respect that it's, it deserves and over the years it served us really well I know myself as a player I um, was very fortunate to be on the winning end in championship games quite often and it's not that we expected to be anywhere we prepared for every game we went out and performed in the games and then the journey took us to wherever you get to you know so it's the same in this instance the boys are on their own journey there the, today was um, it, difficult at the beginning but they ended up um, where they, they got the scores, they got some great passages of play and it, it, it leads us going into a good form and to a semi-final because at the end of the day a lot of the players are only with us now maybe eight weeks because we didn't have the county players earlier in the year whenever we were preparing we had injuries to Aaron, Cian Conville, um, Tony Kernan um, and a few other boys that they're now, that's only their second game of the year because they didn't even play in the league earlier in the year um, so leaving us in the semi-final with, with uh, a lot of positivity and, and um, reason to be looking forward to it. And Oshin is back to full strength now. He's looking really strong, you know, coming back from his injury last year. He is. He, he's he, he's an outstanding shape, to be fair. I, I'd say it's probably the best shape I've seen Oshin in now um, since yeah, he's joined the really team. Yeah, today. he's He's performing really well. Do you think... Um, not having the crowd here it was very flat out there now I don't know it was probably flat because you were so far ahead and there was no competition but as well as that the way it is here with very you know not, not very many spectators does that affect you at all or is that just once you're on the field it doesn't matter uh, no I, I, I thought the atmosphere was fairly good today yeah. you know um, I thought it was okay like obviously it would like more people here but it is what it is we're not going to get any more yeah. um, Today we 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 come down to do a job and we did it and the crowd. There'll be other days whenever they, we will really notice the crowd whenever you know we're semi-finals. And yeah, does it feel like proper championship game though? You know, uh, it did today. It did yeah. for us. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, we, we I definitely. Um, I uh, felt like it was a championship game. I think we prepared all week like it was a ch- championship game. In, in training, there was a great feeling to know that we were in championship week. So, yeah, no, not from our, our perspective. Uh, I, I have a good relationship with the boys in, in, that are on the panel now. Um, said before that I had I done played with them as teammates and managed them and sometimes that can be difficult when you played with them as, to become a manager but the players that are here I always I, I, I like to think I always had a great relationship with them and um, 
at the end of the day, it's all about them to know and getting them into facilitating them to go and perform to the best of their ability, and so that they can create their own memories. And I, I, I like the role that I'm involved in at the moment. But it was good enough to win today. Um, we're not perfect, you know. Um, that I don't know if perfect ever exists, but that's what we're striving for. And um, uh, right now, we would feel that we would have things to work on after that day again without being cliche about it. And it, no matter what we what way we approach it, you know, we, we still want to play football properly and 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 perform the way that gives the jersey a bit of pride and respect. Okay. Thanks, man. It's going all right. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Eye on the Ball. If so, subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to get all your news from Arma Eye. And I hope you join me next week. Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 223. Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan.